Off? I'm off? Somebody turn me on. All right. Past few weeks, we have been talking about five things to live by. Uh, the first three weeks, we talked about pray, live, tell. Tonight, we're talking about serve. And next week, we'll be talking about give. So last week, we talked about tell and how lost people really are interested in spiritual things. We just need to talk to them about that. And this week, we are going to be talking about serve. Uh, let's just pray. God, I thank you for tonight. I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth will be your words, Lord. God, it's not about me. It's not about CYM. But God, it's about your gospel being carried all across this world and into our campuses, God. I thank you for the message that you laid upon my heart. And God, help me to effectively communicate your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, tonight we're going to be talking about the making of a moment. In Acts 1.8, it says that you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, 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 and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 2.1-4 says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So, how many of y'all, I know some of y'all have been a part of Chosen Youth Ministries for a while and have some great, great memories of Chosen Youth Ministries. And I remember when I was in the youth group, my favorite thing to do, year after year after year, we would go to this big barn. And this big barn, have any of y'all ever been barn swinging? Anyways, it has a huge swing. And it wasn't like a normal swing. Y'all have never been barn swinging? I can't believe y'all, none of y'all have been barn swinging, okay? I know, I'm a hick. I'm from Arkansas. But, you know what? It's like, really cool because you don't swing this way it's like you're superman and you swing in a circle and you just and they have like indoor indoor barn swings and they also have the outdoor barn swing and with the indoor barn swing you swing from your hip and you swing out with the outdoor barn swing you actually lay like superman you drop from like 10 stories. Yeah, it's really fun. It is scary, but it was fun. It was a rush. And you go. Whoosh, whoosh. It's really fun. Anyway, that was my favorite thing. The other thing that they had barn swinging, at barn swinging, they always had, um, have y'all ever seen those fat, you could dress up like a fat sumo person? Oh, that is like the best thing in the world. Like, you, you do the ha, ha, let's go, you know? Um, anyways, but you know what? I think youth group is created, Chosen Youth Ministries and any youth group is created to create great memories for, for you and, and that stuff. But we have to move beyond the memories to a movement. See, um, 
our youth ministry exists to be a part of a movement. A movement defined by Western Dictionary is a strategic, organized, and empowered effort towards a common goal. Let me say that again because I'm all tongue-twisted. A movement is a strategic, organized, and empowered effort towards a common goal. See, God wants us to laugh and enjoy fellowship, but He also wants us to reach our campuses. He wants us to reach lost people. And the first way we do that is through perspective. If we're going to have a movement, we have to have perspective. We we have to have perspective through prayer. See, it's amazing to me when I look back at Acts 1-8 and Acts 2-4 that before they moved out and they preached the gospel, they went up into the upper room and they prayed. So before, before they moved out, they moved up. They, they talked to, to God. They communicated with God. They, they got into fellowship with God. You know, the Bible has a, has a parable in Luke. 15, 8 through 10. And Jesus tells a parable. And all a parable is, is just a simply a story that represents the truth of the gospel. And Jesus used these a lot of times just to, to reintegrate what he wanted to get across. And it says in Luke 15, 8 through 10, Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found the lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. See, in this parable of the lost coin, you're thinking, oh, it's just a nickel. Who really cares about a nickel? You know, it's just forget about it, let's sweep it under the rug, who cares? But a lost coin in that day was a whole day's worth of wages. So let's say that you flip hamburgers, what's the minimum wage? You know, eight, okay, let's just say eight bucks. You flip hamburgers for eight hours. Okay? That's 64 bucks. So this lady lost 64 bucks. I think if you lost 64 dollars, you might be looking underneath the chair, looking everywhere, scrambling, trying to, to find your $64. You know, I don't know about you, I lose stuff all the time. All the time, it's inevitable. I'll lose my cell phone. This morning I lost my watch, I got up. I always put it in a safe place so I can remember where it's at. It's never there. I do not understand. But... You know, I lost my watch this morning. I got on everything I was going to wear today, going out the door, searching frantically. I was like, it's got to be on my dresser. It's got to be here. It's got to be there. You know, that's the way this lady was. This lady with the lost coin was looking everywhere just to find a day's worth of wages. I have two people that I asked to help me tonight, and they're going to pass you out. I got a gift for you. You know, and it's a penny. And this penny is just not any penny. It's a special penny. So if my ladies would help me. They're going to pass you out a penny. Don't put it in your pocket yet. Just hold on to it. Anyways, because i got a story. It's a pretty cool story. So 
and it's a legend, a legend about a penny. So, you know, we're, we're from the land of Lincoln, so I thought, you know, why give you a nickel or anything else? Let's give you a penny. I think it's Lincoln's 200th birthday, right? We need to celebrate, enjoy Lincoln. See, like, um, some people got like a 1998 penny. Others probably got a 2009 penny. What penny did you get? You get a 500 and... 1998. Anyways, there's a legend about this penny. And this guy, he bought a hot dog, okay, with the penny. Okay? And when he bought the hot dog, he didn't realize that his penny was worth a million dollars. Okay? And, you know, it was worth a million dollars because it had a J above above the date. It had, it had a J above the date. So, yeah, it's sort of funny, you know. It was a million dollar penny. I notice all y'all looking around at your pennies. See, they're even dropping them on the floors trying to look at all those pennies. You know. But you know what? How, how many of y'all place that much value? You know, some people think, oh, a lost soul, it's not worth much. You know, it's probably just worth a penny. It's, I don't care about lost people. You know, they're, they're, they're not cool. They smell funny or I don't get along with them because they don't act like me and, you know, whatever. But, you know what? The Bible says that when one person gets saved, one person, not a thousand, not a million, but one person, the angels rejoice. The angels have a huge, huge party. You know? And some of y'all, you know, you look at the penny and think, oh, the penny is, is cool and, and, and all that. But Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Because in the eyes of the Father, one soul is worth way more than a million dollars. Do you, do you place the value of the soul as, as one cent or a million dollars? You know, how do you value your campus? You know, tr- many of you treat school like it's the worst thing you can go to. Like you have this poor attitude, this bad attitude. Man, I got to get up. Got to get out of bed. It's another day. <sighs> I just don't want to go, Mom. I just hate school. Can you just let me stay in bed? You know, it's sort of like a few weeks back when I got to slap the alarm clock. You know, you just want to keep on slapping the alarm clock because you don't, you don't want to go out. You, you hate school. You just, you know, I don't know, maybe the bully picks on you or, or whatever or something. But you know what? You'll have a bad attitude towards school. You have a bad attitude towards that math teacher. Because you know what? She assigns way too much homework. I don't even understand that geometry stuff. You know, all these angles, uh, hypothesis, postulates, whatever those things are. You know? But you don't, you don't place the value on your school. You don't place 
a value that, you know what, there's lost souls at your school. And God values them. And, and, and you know what, if you just cashed in on the millions, the millions that, of people that you could reach. Yeah, some of you are thinking, well, I'm homeschooled, so how does this really apply to me, you know? But you, know, you could pray for the people that do go to public school or to private school. I'm pretty sure that everybody that goes to Christian school isn't loving Jesus. Some people are probably made to go to Christian school. Um, I know, you know, in Arkansas, Christian school was sometimes, I know it's not this way, but in Arkansas, it was sort of like the last resort. They got kicked out of public school. They got kicked out of every school. So, you know what? Mommy and Daddy had to send them to Christian school. Now here, I know that's a different story. People want to go to Christian school because Christian schools are awesome. You know, I wish I was blessed to go to a Christian school, but I didn't get that luxury. I went to public school. But anyways, the key is that first thing we need to do is have a perspective of prayer. The second thing we need to have is power. See, in Acts 1.8, it says, that when the disciples were praying, not only did they get a perspective, but they got power. We must understand that we need power if we're going to live a life that's supposed to make a difference in our world. You know, how many of y'all be excited if you got a new car? I know we're all going back to school. And, yeah, Rachel's really excited because she's wanting a new car. Her car is just bits of dust the past two weeks. It's running, though, praise Jesus, but it's bit the dust like two or three times. But how many of y'all be excited if you got a new car? A brand spanking new car. You know, I'm going to pick one person. Lucas, what car would you want? A Lamborghini, okay? So, you know what? We're all going to get Lamborghinis tonight. And, you know, because I'm Oprah and I can give out all these cars. And, just joking. But, um, if you're listening via podcast, I am not giving away cars. Thank you. Um, but you know what? I'm going to give you all our car. And you know what? It's the first day of school. Imagine this. It's the first day of school. And y'all are going to... What color you want, Lucas? Come on now. What color? Yeah. Black. Just imagine your black Lamborghini with the sweet doors, the leather interior, smell the newness. Ha! Ah, it's radiance. You know what? You buckle up. Ah, cha-ching. Oh, wait. First, you got to get in the car. Of course, you got the top of the line, alarm system, the radio built in, everything. You unlock the door. You know, you're fixing to hop in. Turn the key. Turn the key. You're, you're turning the key. There's no sound. No sound. No sound at all. No, no sound in my Lamborghini. What happened? Okay, so you know what? You get out of the car, your brand spanking new car, you open the hood, you look inside, there's no engine. No engine. 
Dude, you got ripped off. It's horrible. You know what? Yeah, you did. You need to do cash for clunkers because you ain't got no car. Because your your car may be cool, but you ain't got no motor. No motor, no nothing. But realistically, you have no power. No power. You know what? And that's where, like, we go to school or we talk to somebody in the community that's lost. We walk up to them and we're we're ready to go. We're ready to go win them for Jesus. We're ready to go witness to them. We're, we're just going to hang out with them and be their friend. We're going to invite them to a movie. You know what happens is we don't, we get, we get, we wimp out. We get scared. You know, but you know what, that's what the Holy Spirit's for. The Holy Spirit's for us to have the power to be a witness. You know, the Holy Spirit is very practical. You know, when people think about the Holy Spirit, sometimes they think about the Holy Spirit as like this magical, spiritual thing. But the Holy Spirit's practical. See, the example, though the power of the Holy Spirit was so awesome in the upper room the power of the Holy Spirit is practical in the fact that it gives you a compassion for that lost person it gives you a heart that says you know what that person's dying they may not even know they're dying on the inside but they're dying you know they're, they're lost they're, you know the Bible says you know it's a fact that if we don't know Jesus as a personal savior we're going to hell and we're going to be completely separated from God forever. You know, though the Holy Spirit will help us break down the roadblocks that, that try to interfere with us reaching lost people, we've got to be able to connect with the power to start the car so we can drive. You know, we got to connect. We got to connect with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Even when we don't, mess, maybe you think, oh, I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't know all that Bible stuff. You know, you know what? The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say to your lost friend. You may not even know what to say. You know, I've been witnessing on the street. And I'm telling you, some of those people are crazy. You know, homeless people, they're smelly. Some of them have a tick. Some of them are just, you know, they're just strange. And I don't know. I've never been in their shoes. I've never, you know, but God gives you a heart of compassion. And you know what? He speaks through you. He gives you the words to say. Okay, so the first thing that we need to do when you have perspective in prayer, the second thing is we need to have the power. And the third thing is we must have a plan. See, one day, of, one day on the day of Pentecost, God was working a perfect plan. People from every nation had experienced through historical moments the historical moment. 
This wasn't the first time Jesus used a plan to reach people. Most often, Jesus sent out people two by two. He usually sent them out in twos. And the, the thing is, when he sent them out in twos, he had a, a design plan for them to follow and carry out. So the, the thing that I want tonight to share with you is a plan for becoming a campus missionary, for, for starting a campus club. You know, some of y'all might say, well, I'm homeschooled, so I'm just going to tune out right now. Or I go to Christian school, and we, we are all about Christ. But the thing is, no matter whether you're homeschooled, your public school, whether you're Christian school, whatever, I think these principles can apply to our lives just reaching people. Step one, when, when you're going to care about your community or care about your school, is of course you need to pray. It says in the Bible, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That's Philippians 4, 6. See, pray for the approval process. Pray that, excuse me, <laughs> that God will help you through the process. Step two is prepare. You know, whether you're going to school or whether you're just trying to reach somebody in the community, you need to prepare. You make sure you know the Romans Road or or a tool that, that you can use to connect with people. If you're going to the public school, prepare. Get your notes together. Find out who wants to start a Christian club. Who wants to be a part of that Christian club? Make a list of all those people and get them together. Maybe, maybe y'all already have a Christian club at school. Maybe plug into that Christian club and make an influence with those other Christians that are in your school. Step three is people. How many of y'all know we all need people? We need youth pastors. We need pastors. We need business people. We need, you know, we, we all need people to help us through. Especially if you're starting a campus club, look for a faculty, a faculty, uh, a teacher, or somebody like that, because I can't say faculty. <laughs> Anyways, somebody that works at the school to sort of help you, maybe a saved person, a saved teacher, a saved principal, or something like that. Step four is present. Schedule a presentation appointment with the principal or administrator of your school. Whenever you do this, be organized. Demonstrate a positive and respectful attitude. You may not receive an immediate answer to your request. Be patient but persistent. If your presentation is initially denied, you know, come see me and we'll figure out how to overcome, you know, you have certain rights in public school. Step five is participate. Uh, upon approval, you know, I can get you hooked up with Youth Alive and all that fun stuff, and we can get you going. Step six is tools, tools, tools. Because you can find all your resources on the Internet, and I can hook you up with a website to reach your campus for, for lost people. And you may be saying, Pastor John, you went through that way too quick. I went through that quick because... 
Some of y'all are called to be a missionary to your campus. Some of you are not. Some of you have a heart to reach your campus. You know, hopefully all of us have a heart to reach our campus. Um, some of you are homeschooled. Some of you are not. So, But if you want more information on how to start a Christian club or be a part of a Christian club in your school, you know, I want you to connect with me. I want to talk to you about it. Because you know, I really feel like to be an effective youth group, we have to be reaching people. We have to be reaching lost. So tonight, I just want to pray for you that, you know, I just want to challenge you first that we would all become a part of this movement. You know, and it's not, it's not about necessarily CYM or anything else, but it's about winning lost souls for the kingdom. It's about having that power to drive and talk to people about Christ. It's about praying. You know, it's about praying for that lost friend at school who may not know you. For that door of opportunity that you get to walk through. Let me just pray for you tonight. God, I thank you for tonight. God, I thank you for every student in this room. And I pray right now, God, next couple of weeks, some of us already started back to school, but within the next month, all of us will be going back to school. And God, I pray that you would just put people in our pathway to touch, Lord. Put people that are lost and dying and, and don't know you in our pathway, God. God, help us to, to know you more, Lord. Help us to, to know you and make you known, Lord. We thank you for tonight. We thank you that, God, you, you, you give us the power to be a witness to us. That we don't have to be scared because, God, you go before us and, God, you'll give us the right words to say, Lord. God, that there, there's a plan, God. You have a plan and a purpose for all of us, Lord. God, and you know those plans and those purposes. Thank you for tonight. God, throughout the next week, God, help us just to come into contact with lost people and to touch them for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. All right, stay for theater. If you'll hang out for the next nine minutes. Thank you.